This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. Good evening, everybody. I am Bart Winkler. Good to be with you. As always, you can call into the show 855-212-4227. You can find us on any social media platform that you choose. Some uh, variation of Bart Winkler. Maybe I'm at Bart Winkler show or Bart Winkler or what have you. I try to be on all the apps. I try to swim where the fish are, whether that's the big cesspool that is... X or, uh, you know, the little tiny ponds that are like Mastodon. Is that still around Mastodon? No, I don't know if that one made it uh, or not, but it's good to be with you. Also, CBS Sports Radio, if you want to follow us on a bunch of different platforms as well. And you can call the show and interact throughout the night. David Shepard's here. Marco Belletti is on the updates and we've got a lot to discuss today. A lot of NBA action tonight. Some of these teams playing for the last time before the All-Star break. There's some games tomorrow, but there's a big slate of games tonight. As after these games, they're going to pack up and go wherever they go. Maybe they've got some rookie or sophomore All-Star game duties. Maybe they just want to go. Maybe they're in the slam dunk contest. A lot of, like a lot of the NBA players end up being at that weekend in some way, shape, or form. But not everybody. And for those that don't, it's a real... Nice break. I remember listening to some baseball players talk about the all-star break and how they look forward to it. And it's such a, such an honor to be in the all-star game, but sometimes there's years where they're not. And they're like, nah, that's, that's fine. They're like, Oh, this guy's a snub. No, please don't. I'm fine. I need the three or four days. I need to see my family. Uh, we have a place, you know, in, in the mountains. I just want to go just please keep me away from whatever random city you're going to send me to to stay in a hotel for three nights and do the festivities for four days. I would much rather have the uh, the break if I could be afforded that. So, so I don't know that everybody is like that in the NBA. We'll see. But you've got that coming up as well. A busy day in sports, both with things happening that are fun to talk about and things that are not. Uh, I will address that in a moment. Uh, just another horrific day and the scenes are I mean horrific and the amount of stuff that we've been able to see I mean even if you're not 
at a horrible event like this, you can still get a front row seat with social media and technology and all the cameras we have pointed everywhere. So we will address that here um, shortly. I do also want to talk more about the Super Bowl itself, the fallout from it. So just to keep just to keep this week consistent, I'm going to bring up Kyle Shanahan here because on Monday we talked a lot about Kyle Shanahan and how he blew it, right? On Tuesday, I started by talking about Kyle Shanahan and saying, you know, he did blow it, but compared to other games he has blown, he's blown it worse. <laughs> you know, there's there's been worse games. There's been worse situations. There's been worse um, leads that he has given up, and he's done it in more, like, unbelievable ways. And so I was trying to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt with everything that uh, had happened during the game, you know, some of the bad luck stuff. The overtime stuff, we'll still talk about some interesting audio that we were able to see thanks to inside the NFL and NFL films. Um, it's always astonishing. I always forget that every year. The Super Bowl, you want to talk about all of this. The, the Super Bowl, there's more cameras and video and mic, guys mic'd up than ever before. And the whole night and day of after the Super Bowl, we're all, well, I wonder what happened here. I wonder what happened. I wonder what they said here. I what? Duh. There's all the cameras. NFL Films always comes out with more. We just need to wait like one or two more days for them to show us, and then we can kind of see everything that happens before we step on the jump to conclusions, Matt, about some of the hot takes we have the day after. So it's always interesting to see those behind-the-scenes videos to see if we're going to have our tanks uh, take strengthened or if there's going to be something that we saw that maybe we thought, oh, okay, that would change a little bit. And I still think that Kyle Shanahan is one of the people I – blame for this loss for the San Francisco 49ers, whether it's the overtime uh, situation or whatever other things that occurred. But then he was aggressive. He went for it on fourth down. You know, I thought they could have ran the ball a little more. I thought there were more things that he could have done, but that's the case in every game. And I thought of Andy Reid's career and how he was kind of like Kyle Shanahan in the beginning, but eventually was able to turn things around and start to win championships and get that figured out. And the Drake Greenlaw injury really stuck with me. Like, that is a real bummer. What are you supposed to do about that? And so I thought, okay, maybe we give Kyle Shanahan a little bit of a, like, not a pass, but I could ease off a little bit. So Drake Greenlaw specifically, this guy gets hurt, and that really affects the defense. And that seems to be where the blame is going to be shifted to in the Super Bowl is the defense. And so if I'm like, oh, man, Drake Greenlaw's out, I feel bad for Kyle Shanahan. Well, I'm going to feel bad for Steve Wilkes, who lost his job. He is no longer the defensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers. This is very interesting because I think there's one of two things at play here. This was not a good fit. So I really tried to see what Niners fans were saying. And Niners fans, of course, you can chime in, as you always do. Um they, there's a lot at play here that wasn't a good fit where Kyle Shanahan was maybe taking some duties away from him, moving him from the booth to the sideline. Even in the game itself, Kyle had to call a timeout because he didn't like the coverage that his defense was in. And that's a Steve Wilkes area of expertise. But then again, this was the guy you hired. So I think about this sometimes when you hire a guy and it doesn't work out. Like, it didn't work out from the start. So, 
okay, yeah, maybe Steve Wilkes is to blame for some things, but Kyle Shanahan hired this guy, and they hired him because of his expertise in the secondary. He's been a defensive backs coach, secondary coach, um, for most of his career before taking on more of the defensive coordinator or head coach roles since he's been taken on in the last maybe half decade or so. But this is a guy you hired. You wanted him because you want him to shore up your secondary. They're saying it's a little bit of a, a bad marriage between the coverages and then the rush defense. Like the rush defense is playing one way and, and the secondary is playing another way and it wasn't working. And so Kyle Shanahan wanted to make a change. The problem is it does feel very scapegoaty. So even if this was the right move, if you want to justify it as that, even if you want to look at, okay, in the regular season, they let up 17 points a game. In the playoffs, it was up to 25. The regular season, they allowed so many yards rushing, um, 130 yards on Sunday, 149 yards in their three playoff games, and that was not a big weakness for them. So suddenly their rush defense was really bad. They're supposed to win games with physicality, and yet they were getting outrushed in their playoff games. So the Niners' defense, I don't think, was what Kyle Shanahan or John Lynch wanted it to be, but also this was the guy that they hired. Now it's after the Super Bowl. There's no other defensive coordinator jobs available, and you fire this guy, and he's got nowhere to go. Steve Wilkes, interesting path for him. He has not had the same job in two consecutive years since 2017. So in 2017, he had been with Carolina for a few years. And that year, he was the defensive coordinator. Then in 18, he was the head coach of the Cardinals. That doesn't work out. He's defensive coordinator of the Browns in 19. 2020 is not working. 2021, he's the D coordinator at Missouri. 2022, he's back with Carolina as a secondary coach. Gets the interim head coach job. Gets fired. And then in 2023, he's the defensive coordinator with the Niners. And now because of this change, they're going to be on their fourth defensive coordinator in five years. So even if it may not be the right fit, it also seems this is some tough timing. Um, It seems like a scapegoat move because had San Francisco won that football game, Steve Wilkes is still the defensive coordinator. They they, they, They do not make this move. They don't make this move. The thing about this game, too, is, yeah, okay, they gave up a lot of rushing yards. And you didn't see that Patrick Mahomes run coming. And maybe you're playing a little too soft in the overtime. But in regulation, Steve Wilkes' defense held the Chiefs to one touchdown. And that one touchdown came on a one-play drive after the special teams made a mistake. So it just feels like maybe Kyle Shanahan's like, all right, I got to change defensive coordinators here. But what happens when you are a coach that starts to fire everybody else is eventually you're going to be the one that there's no more scapegoats left. And then you're going to be the one that they look at. I don't think the San Francisco 49ers are looking at firing Kyle Shanahan anytime soon. Uh, Andy Reid, when he had his period with the chiefs, four straight NFC championship games, one super bowl in there, no super bowl victories. He still was able to be the coach for like another seven years. I think the leash is still very long on Kyle Shanahan. But when you do make a move like this, it might just get shorter uh, inherently because of that. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. So we'll talk about that and the Niners and Bill Belichick's name is being floated about as a replacement. 
maybe the uh, reality of that occurring we could talk about as well. Uh, obviously, I do want to bring up and mention what happened in Kansas City today at the parade. And as soon as I saw this, I mean, my heart still sinks. So my heart does still sink. And I don't ever want that to leave. And and it's getting close to, to not sinking because it's getting close to to being normal. It's getting close to being as normal as, hey, there was a car crash. Did you hear about this? Hey, there was a bad tornado. Did you hear? Like, this is something that I don't believe should be normal, but it's 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 normal. And there's a lot of places that I re that I start to reconsider going in my own life, just because you never know what's going to happen. Um, and I think that if I was at this parade today, I think that that would have escaped me. That would have escaped my brain. You know, you try to have your guards up sometimes, but when you're in the situation, sometimes it does escape your brain. And I think the way that I personally, I'm not going to speak for everybody. I'm not, this is a, you know, there's a lot of, there's a thing that happened and there's a lot of branches that come off of this. And I, I personally think that that is, it's tough to watch because there's, there's a lady uh, that lost her life today. There's a lot of people that were injured and I've seen good reports from that. Um, were kids at, at least, I think it's Mercy Hospital. No, Nobody is in critical condition at that hospital of the children. So I've seen some good reports, but um, we'll, we'll hope the numbers stay low and hope to not have any more tragedies. But the, the, but everybody, I mean, just because no more people may die, that doesn't mean that these people won't be effective. You might have a gunshot wound that you're going to have forever. Um, you might have been at the parade and been close to it and that'll scar you i think of all the other kids that were just at this with their parents you know get a day off from school and get to do this really nice thing and and get to be with your you know your family and some friends and maybe run into people you know um i think there were heroes out of this i watched the video of the guys taking down the alleged shooter and even in that video i'm watching i'm watching dads and moms try to scuttle their kids away from the situation it's just it's a really scary thing that happened today. Um, and I don't like, I don't think that ever that I don't know how that ever goes away, even if you're able to survive something like this. So I just, there's a lot that can be said about it. Um, we could talk the whole day on it. If we wanted to, we could, we could take us into places that have nothing to do with sports. We could take us into, you know, then, then somebody hears something wrong and then we start fighting and I've done that a lot. I've done that a lot. There's been things that have happened, and I, you know, I, I try to think. I, I open a microphone sometimes, and I think, Bart, you're going to be the one that can change the world. Something you say will help change the world and make sure a situation like this never happens again. That I feel like I have lost. That I don't feel like I, I have anymore. I, I don't even have the, like one percent hope that I can do that anymore. So. I don't, I don't see the point. I mean, I, I don't want to ever give up, but I don't see the point in ever trying. Cause I think there's some, there's a problem here. Um, and I think that when you want to solve it, it immediately gets into fights, right. And arguments and the same talking points come out and yeah, if there's new rules, things might change, but there's always going to be people that break rules. I mean, there's, there's always going to be people that do that. And it seems like when we start to have a discussion about, Hey, somebody got shot at a parade and a lot of other people got injured too. How can we stop this? It does seem like a lot of times 
because there's no perfect solution that will eradicate it all, there's that means there should be no solution at all. And that is is frustrating to see. So I think for me, what I can do is all that I can do. I can go places in a public setting when I'm with my family or by myself and just take extra, extra precaution, know, know where the exits are. I mean, you know, if, if there's something that looks suspicious, someone's got a bag, why's he got a bag? You know, maybe we take it. Like, it's just, it's, there's so many things that, that you have to think of. You wish you didn't. You wish you didn't, but I can't change any of that. And we can't change any of that. It's intersecting with sports kind of in a bigger way that it has. So you're going to hear a lot more voices talk about things that you haven't heard before. It's why it's coming up on this show. Uh, Today, there were other things that happened involving weapons today in other places of the country, and I I would not have brought them up if it it had not happened at a sporting event or this was a parade, you know. And there's a lot of people at those parades, and there's a lot of protection at those parades, and even still, something something happened. Now, could it have been worse? Yes, of course, it always could have been worse. But the fact that it happened, I think, I think is bad enough, and there's a lot of people that are going to be affected by this for a long time, and maybe we're going to have to reevaluate how how parades work and and all that kind of stuff, which is a shame because this should have been a joyous day to celebrate a team and their success and the fans that want to be a part of it and get to be a part of it and just to get an up-close glimpse of somebody, and who knows, maybe someone will come and take a beer and take a picture with you and sign your parade sign or whatever, and, and that was taken away from a lot of people. So what I have realized in my life, is look, I, I don't, I don't ever want to be caught up in one of these things, and it's just, it's just like the bad luck lottery. I don't ever want to lose the bad luck lottery, and I feel like that's that's where it's at now. So I'm just going to do the best that I can do to be safe. I would hope that you do the same. I would hope that if you are involved in some sort of bickering online or any bickering with family, that maybe you want to continue to have civil conversations about the issues at play. But do remember that there are people that someone died. And there's people that have gotten injured and there's kids that are going to be emotionally scarred from this for a long time. Like, I think we skip over that part a lot. I think we skip over the sympathy a lot. I think we skip over that. We got to recognize that there's people grieving and we go straight into, you know, fighting and parroting things. And, and even, even, even though I think the amount of things that I've said in these last five minutes, I think have been like, I, I think the, if there's a controversial meter, I don't think it moved. I, I do not think it moved. But I do know that there are some people that it's it's moved for you. Somehow, something I've said in the last five minutes has moved the controversial meter for you. I know that because it's I, this is something that we've talked about a lot in my career, and it seems like even when I say the most innocuous things, like I've said before, Hey, this happened. I'm very sad about it. That sparks a reaction that I did not intend. So, again, this happened in in a sporting environment. Um, I can't not bring it up. But I also feel like my job is to mention it and then have that in the back of my mind, say a lot of things with a heavy heart, I think my job is also to, unfortunately, 
Um, as hard as it might be for me, that's not the issue here because the job is to distract and and help out and in some way take the mind off of the people that tune into this. So we're going to talk about sports tonight. Um, I'm going to you know keep following news updates. We'll cover it in the news updates. If there's anything that you know needs to be addressed, we'll address it. Um, it's just, it's just, it's, I'm very sad. I'm very sad to see that this happened to someone. So this happened to a lot of people. I'm sad that it's going to happen again. And I'm, I'm just very, I just hope very much that it doesn't happen to me or my family or anyone I love. And then by extension, you, but then by extension, your family. And the further that that web goes, one of us is going to get caught up in it. And I, I wish that didn't have to be the case. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. I'm Bart Winkler, CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the Bart Winkler Show, heard Monday through Friday, nighttime and nationwide, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern and 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. I'm Bart Winkler. David Shepard is here. The um, fallout from the 49ers has been interesting after they lose the Super Bowl. They've got some decisions to make. There's going to be some contract situations there. They've got another year of Brock Purdy where they can essentially, it's like if football had arbitration, uh, Brock Purdy's not eligible yet. You got to pay on this rookie. You got to play on this rookie deal that you're getting. So that's going to benefit them because, um, you know, we've talked a lot about Brock Purdy, but I don't think there's anybody that disagrees that he is well worth $800,000 as a quarterback with so little, uh, room on your cap and they'll hope that he gets better and they'll improve and continue to learn and grow. So they still, though the window's not closed for sure. And the NFC is much more wide open than the AFC with all the quarterbacks, with, with the teams that are so close with everybody that's got that revenge against um, the chiefs. You know what it's like? I'm going to do a wrestling thing. The chiefs are like Roman reigns and that's the real title. Winning the AFC is the real title. Winning the NFC is like the Seth Rollins title. It's a good title. They're really trying to build it up. But we all know the top title is being held by Roman Reigns right now. So you win the NFC, great. But you ain't the top dog in the uh, NFL. So the Niners, and specifically Kyle Shanahan, they fire Steve Wilkes today. He was the defensive coordinator just for a year. Kyle Shanahan, I think there's a lot of blame that he himself deserves in this game, and it's compounded because he has been in a Super Bowl before where he's had a 10-point lead and lost to the Chiefs. What we saw on Sunday, we saw happen four years ago. He was also the offensive coordinator when the Falcons were up 28-3. So this is this is not, I mean, this is old hat for, for old Kyle Shanahan. 
the real way that you can find some fault in the loss that Steve Wilkes had nothing to do with was the overtime situation where the Niners took the ball first. Inside the NFL, um, this is courtesy of CW Sports. Also, just so you guys know, there is a thing called CW Sports. Live golf, ACC football, and basketball. I believe they've got the Xfinity races. They've got some races coming up this summer. And uh, and inside the NFL, which they've been airing on Tuesday nights, formerly on Showtime, all new cast and crew. But they talked about it a little bit. I think you'll hear Jay Cutler at the end of this um, talk the most. But you'll hear the first 60 seconds or so. This is from Inside the NFL. And you'll hear Chiefs players excited that the Niners are taking the ball first. Kyle Juszczyk, I think, is the 49er that says he was unfamiliar about the rules. But here are the, uh, I'd say sights and sounds, but you're just getting the sounds here via CW Sports. Yeah. Which way you want to kick it? They call it. They call it, right? Yeah, they call the coin flip. It's their coin flip, right? Which way do you want to kick it? We want the ball, Fred. San Francisco, you are still the visitors. What is your call? Tails again. He called tails again. It is tails. What do we see? You want the ball? Which way do you want to kick? We're going to kick that way. San Francisco received first and overtime. Good luck, gentlemen. They want it. They want the ball. They want it. Hey, they want it. They wanted it, baby. We want them to have the ball. They want it, they can have it. Hey, even if we score a touchdown, they still get the ball. I didn't know that. If we won the toss, we were going to kick off, too. We got what we wanted. Jay, you said something about Patrick Mahomes running off the field. He was shocked. I was shocked. I think everyone was shocked. It was like, you're going to give Patrick the Holmes ball second and gave him four downs? I don't, someone's getting fired. That's the thing you say, somebody's getting fired. Someone's I know getting... I know Shanahan's getting all the, the blame on yeah. this, but there's a lot of people in those headsets, a lot of people in those boxes that should have said something. Absolutely. But, well, I know, I sound like a broken record, but this is exactly what the Chiefs wanted. You know, they wanted to be in this game. They wanted Patrick Mahomes at the end, and they got exactly, they got their story back in Oh, I get four downs? Yeah, it's like, perfect. Oh, I do a lot with three downs. Yeah. yeah. Give me four. Let's see what happens. So, uh, I believe that was uh, Chris Long, Kyle Long, one of the Longs. The Longs, for a while, they were the preeminent brother duo, and the Kelseys have taken that over. But, yeah, Mahomes was stunned. And there's even, I would implore you to go find the video, if you can, where uh, he hears Tails called, and then, and then they take the ball. And Mahomes' eyes almost, like, light up, but he's like, oh, I can't let my eyes light up too much, because then they'll, they'll be like, wait a minute, we, we, do, we don't want the football first? Kyle Juszczyk was the voice you heard there that uh, admitted he did not know. And that was as they were running onto the field in the Super Bowl overtime period. And we talked about this a little yesterday. What Kyle Shanahan had said about it was that he'd been understanding and he told his position coaches and it was their duty to tell everybody else. And that's a failure. That's a failure for anybody on that offense to go out on the field and not understand what they need to do is a failure. It's a failure on John Lynch. It's a failure on uh, all the top brass with the Niners. But the guy it fails the most on is Kyle Shanahan. You are the coach. Your duty is to get your team ready to play. And that was part of it.
Now, one thing I mentioned was the Chiefs were very much aware of this. They had been talking about this since August. A little, a little bit of an advantage because they were involved in a game that got the rule changed, so they wouldn't know more about it at first. But it's been two years since then, so you had ample time to catch up and figure out what needed to be done and what you needed to do. And that's a failure on Kyle Shanahan. So it's just like, of all the things that happened in this game, there were special teams gaffes. There was a tendency to go away from the run. There was a missed extra point. It got blocked. The team fumbled. There were seven fumbles in this game. The Chiefs recovered six of them. Dre Greenlaw fell and ripped his ACL just getting back onto the field. I don't see where a lot of these things are Steve Wilkes' fault, yet he's the defensive coordinator. He's the one that lost his job today. And if anything, like, Steve Wilkes can say, okay, yeah, in overtime, you know, you had to call timeout on me. You didn't like my coverages. We weren't prepared for the fourth and one. Nick Bosa had said something about that, that they weren't even thinking about how it could be Patrick Mahomes. But again, does some of that fall on Shanahan too? I mean, it's, it's fourth and one. Super Bowl's on the line. Figure it out here. It's fourth and one. You're the coach. That's got to be on you. If anything, Steve Wilkes can say, you lined me up against Patrick Mahomes, who won this football game, and now what's the debate? Where in the top three all-time is he a quarterback? And my defense, Steve Wilkes can say, My defense held this guy to one touchdown. And that only touchdown came when the special teams made a gaffe in the red zone. And they scored on us in one play. Okay, I'll, hey, I'll give you the one play. But I held Patrick Mahomes himself to six points. And I'm the one that loses my job. Likely story. 855-212-4227. Uh, Ryan is in Toronto. What's up, Ryan? Bart, how are you, pal? Hey, man. Good. So I want to go back to the opening segment you said about how Steve Wilkes got fired. But if he, if the San Fran uh, would have won the Super Bowl, he would have had a job still. Correct? Yeah, he, pro- he probably would have, right? They're not firing yeah, after they he, win the he, Super Bowl. He would have had it. Yeah. So this compares me to Sean McDermott and the KC's 13 seconds game against KC, and then they got out of Leslie Frazier. And then this also reminds me of that Denver game against Buffalo when Den- Denver won, and then he got out of uh, Ken Dorsey. Same concept. I, don't, I, want to, I want to hear a take on this. Please, thank you. Oh, what Buffalo did, they fired their offensive coordinator, but then they won a bunch of games. Yeah, they they won. They fired their offensive coordinator, and they won a bunch of games. Look, there's a lot of times where guys – I thought that in the moment, too, was a scapegoat situation with McDermott. I did. And once you start – see, once you start firing the guys close to you, you can go up the ladder a little bit. You can you can fire – all right, oh, boy. The linebackers played bad? Well, let's fire the linebackers, coach. And then it gets a little worse. Oh, now we got to fire the defensive coordinator. And then at some point, you got nobody left to fire. The, the buck's going to drop – the buck's going to drop on you. 
Joe's in Nova Scotia. What's up, Joe? Hey, Barman. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, giving me some time. And uh, I heard you earlier about uh, having a heavy heart. And dude, I'm I'm with you on that with this this stuff with the the, the Chiefs celebration. And uh, we'll go we'll go past that. And um, I gotta say, these guys, the, the Kansas City's like they're they're the greatest right now. Like they're like you can't even compare any other team to them. Like Baltimore, yeah, okay, you're rough and tough. Kansas City is gonna like I mean they're gonna find a way to put more points up on you. And uh and you know, uh Andy Reid knows exactly what he's doing and he's not telling anybody else but his own team. And I mean like that's I mean, when you got that much talent and you got, like, a guy who actually knows how to, like, not just, like, make sure guys are doing what they're doing, but actually that they understand what they're doing, I, I'm I'm seeing these guys win a lot more. Like, I am. I'm seeing them win. And I'm not even a yeah. fan. I'm not even a fan. I'm not. <laughs> which sucks. Because my team, like, I am a fan. I'm, I'm a fan. Like, I'm not, like, there's a lot of people out there that, that uh, you know, like, they appreciate certain players. Like, I got a team, and, man, yeah, I love them. But, uh, yeah. You got you to gotta respect what the Chiefs uh, are up to, Joe. Thanks for the call, 855-212-4227. That's the thing, like, remember when we would talk about, hey, guys, remember when we would talk about Brock Purdy? But one thing that was happening was no matter what happened in the game, no matter what interception I thought he should have thrown or what completion I thought he should have made, what happened was Brock Purdy and the intangibles and the plays that he made at the right time, that's why the 49ers, big part of why they won against Green Bay and Detroit. And in this game, I think the margins were even slimmer. And it came down to it came down to plays, certainly. It came down to, you know, moments. But this one, I think the X factor was preparation. The Chiefs were just a little more prepared for this game than the 49ers were. And that's why the Chiefs ultimately were able to win that Super Bowl in overtime. 855-212. 4227, much more with you tonight. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Bart Winkler Show. You can hear it Monday through Friday, nighttime and nationwide, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern and 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio, I'm Bart Winkler, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. The Super Bowl held, of course, in Las Vegas. Uh, Q is in Milwaukee. And we talked to Q a few weeks ago, and Q had decided he was going to – you bought a ticket to Vegas because you assumed the Packers would be in the Super Bowl, and then they weren't. But you went anyway. How was it? 
It was it was phenomenal. And before we get into that, I just have to say, great open. I think uh, no matter what side of the aisle we're on, we all think we can do better as a society. Um, but my two big takeaways from being in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, number one, this NFL needs to figure out a way to have either the Super Bowl there every year or maybe the both AFC and NFC championship games there every year. Uh, I've been to Las Vegas a, n- a number of times. That city is the perfect place to host anything. It was. The you would want to take I've- a championship game out of a city? I think it would be amazing. It was the biggest celebration of the best sport in America. And so the nothing- Packers get the one seed and they get to play at Lambeau. You'd rather go to Vegas? I think they should do it. I think it would be better for the sport to have two. What if the Raiders weekends- are in the playoffs and then they play in Vegas? I mean. They get a free home game. Didn't didn't Tampa just get a free home Super Bowl? Well, yeah, but that's way like different. I don't I don't know. I, I I'm just saying the next time Las Vegas hosts the Super Bowl, I'm going back. It's like a, a match made in heaven. The city did not. I mean, I'm sure they felt stressed, but they didn't show it at all. They made it look easy, and like I I've been there a ton of times, and it's like going going to your home away from home. So I know you've been there a few times, Bart. It's it's a very familiar place. I think if the Packers were to make it to the NFC championship game and it was hosted there, you know, our fans would fill the place. So I've never I, I, watched. I've never felt more left out of anything in my life. Um, and that's, that's like, okay. So a lot of people in the radio business were there and that, that, but that that's not even why I just, Everything was going on there. Everything was happening. I think the thing I was bummed about the most was that I wasn't there to go to that WWE press conference where the Rock slapped Cody Rhodes. I mean, <laughs> everything was happening in Vegas. And yeah, next year the Super Bowl is going to be in New Orleans. It's not going to be like, and that's a great city, but I mean, it's not Vegas. I, I'm I'm telling you, I hope that with all they due figure respect. out a way to do it. My second takeaway. All day on Sunday, I wore my Jordan Love jersey, and I'm not kidding you. I had six people come up to me and either say he was the best quarterback in the playoffs this year or that he will be the best quarterback in the NFL in the future. I could not believe it. None of them were Packers fans, but the Jordan Jordan Love hype is out there. I have not experienced that since um, I was living on the West Coast wearing my Giannis Antetokounmpo jersey in San Diego and L.A. and having people say the same thing to me then. So I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it seems like the hype train has left the station for Jordan Love, and I hope that the people I talked to this weekend are right because the, the Jordan Love's the man. So he deserves his $50 million a year contract. Well, he was there. You didn't run into him? I did not see him. I think, I'm guessing he left before game day. I know he was making the rounds on Radio Row, but I, I did not see him. I did see um, Kevin Hart. I saw <laughs> Guy Fieri, and I oh. saw um, the guy from Jack Ryan. I can't think of his name, but Jack Ryan's boss in that show. Um, I saw all of them, like, walking around the strip. So John Krasinski. Thank you. No, no, not John. Not, not Jack Ryan. It was his boss. Wendell Pierce? Yes. Oh, so, you, saw, he was you saw Wendell Pierce, and you didn't I lead was, with that? Yeah. 
it was kind of funny because I was standing in this long, long cab line and I was complaining to my buddy like, oh, this is terrible. It's such a long line. And then he's like, isn't that the guy from Jack Ryan? And he was like two people ahead of us standing in this long line. So I got off my high horse very quickly. <laughs> wow. All right. Lead yeah. with that next time, Q. All right. Well, go pack go. All right. See you, buddy. That's Q, who, again, booked a trip to the uh, Super Bowl, hoping that the Packers would go. Now, I don't think he did not get a ticket. Uh, he was not going to get a ticket until he actually knew the Packers were going to be there. So uh, no worry about that one. Yeah, Super Bowl held in Vegas, as you know. Uh, next year it is going down to New Orleans. And there, there there's, like, great things to do there, obviously. But Vegas is just – it had it, it, the intersection of everything. Uh, and it was all – you know, going down at the same time. After that, it is going to go to Santa Clara. And then the year after that, it will be in Inglewood. So we're going to play at the home of the Saints and then the home of the 49ers. Okay, two years from now, could the 49ers be another team that gets to play at home? It won't be the Saints. The Saints are not going to the Super Bowl. Uh, sorry. And then the year after that, ooh, SoFi Stadium. What do the Rams look like in three years? Chargers will still have Herbert and Harbaugh. Rams, Sean McVay, I don't think is going to retire after that weird fake out a few years ago. They've got young receiver now in Pukunakua. They've got a young running back in Kyron Williams. You know, keep the defense going. You'll probably need a quarterback after Stafford. Unless he plays another three years, oh man, we could have a we could have a Chargers, Rams Super Bowl in Vegas in three years, which I think I I think the NFL would hate. Actually, I think that they would rather have the uh, the fans come in, and the city would rather have the boost to the economy. Do you just don't want people that live there? That would be, oh yeah, my teams are. I'll go Sunday. I'm not going anything else. Maybe I'll try to attend a party, but I'm not going to, you know, buy a hotel and buy cabs and buy fancy dinner every night. I, I live here. It's different. Like in baseball, you know, the subway series, it was in New York, but I mean, you know, the world series isn't something that you just, you travel to anyway, unless it's uh, your team, but the Super Bowl, that where we are. Oh my gosh. I don't think, I don't think I've thought ahead of myself this far yet on the show. The only time that anyone's thought ahead of themselves this far is when Shep put Brock Purdy in the Hall of Fame last night. Good one. 855-212-4227. More of you guys want to talk Kyle Shanahan, of course, the fallout. Get some NBA in there. Interesting LeBron story. All that and much more. CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.